Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of the Jolly Roger Telephone podcast. My name is Roger Anderson, and I build robots that talk to telemarketers. Um, so I, I, have, uh, I have so much to tell you. I'm a little late on this. There's been a big gap between the last podcast and this one. There are you know, maybe a few people out there that are listening to these, so, um, so I definitely owe you an explanation. There's a lot to explain and talk about. Also, um, I know that I owe you some information on, the, uh, on three more of my bots. I'm sort of going through a bio of, of each of the voices behind the bots and telling you the story about how they're created. Um, that might be kind of interesting to some, to some people. Um, but I do want to tell you some very interesting things that have developed over the last um, month or so. So I'm just a normal guy. You know, for you guys, this is episode 15. So I'm assuming that people listening to this have probably heard at least one other episode, right? You guys know that I'm just a normal, everyday, you know, telecom guy, right? I've got, I just love phones and I love working in the telecom industry. I'm a telecom consultant in Southern California. I work on phone systems and it's just a, it's just a great career. I love, I love this career, but I'm just a normal guy. That's just, it's, it's really important when you, uh, you know when you when you read about stuff on the internet and people on the internet and services on the internet and things like that it's it's important to understand i'm just a normal guy i'm just a just i'm just an average joe uh, just doing my thing just you know decent career and trying to raise a family so w- when i built this robot the first robot to protect my my own phone line at home and then other people liked it i said okay well let's let's roll this out for a lot of people and let a bunch of people use this service and so that's kind of what happened so i've had a lot of people sign up recently i need to send another newsletter out just to explain to everybody i'm just a normal guy I'm, you know people send me these letters to support they see they'll say send a note to support at jolly roger telephone and they'll say um yeah, can you let Roger know, blah, 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 or, or hey, team, you know, whoever's doing the data entry, can you change this or that, right? And you guys just, you know, you need to know it's just one, it's just me, right? Just, you know, I got, I got my buddy who helped me, who's helped me with the web design and, and um, um, pr- producing some of the audio for these uh, robots and the voices and, and helping out with a bunch of other systems. But basically, it's just him and me, right? It's just, you know, just a, you know, I'm, I'm working out of a shoebox and a clipboard and a pencil. It's pretty much how, Roger is providing the service to everybody. So um, so I just want to say thanks. Thanks to all of you subscribers. Thank you, all of you listeners. Thanks for everybody making really nice comments on YouTube and, and Facebook and things like that. Um, this is all of, just a drastic and in some ways uncomfortable learning experience for me, just trying to figure out uh, not only you know trying to provide a service through the internet but also all of the support that goes along with it right there's there's you know a ticketing system and and an e-commerce system for purchasing stuff and and you know a sort of an online store and social media don't get me started on the social media right so um so all of that added up together just just ends up being um a very daunting task and so that's where I just want you guys to know I'm a normal guy uh with a normal job family and a mortgage and uh, all of a sudden, I'm sort of thrown into this uh, uh, this crazy world of of uh, supporting something online. Something, by the way, and I mentioned this before, something that seems to have no trolls. Um, and it, with that, I mean there there's no dissenters, there are no naysayers, uh, there's nobody, there are no meanies out there, right? There's no mean people yelling at me, telling me I'm doing a bad thing. Everybody is saying that I'm doing a good thing by doing this, and I'm, I'm very, very grateful for that because I don't know 
being a normal guy with a normal life, I don't know that I have the shields to protect myself from a lot of criticism from the internet, right? When you unleash um, however many millions of people are on the internet, uh, you know, just even a small percentage of them directing some hate towards me uh, feels like a lot of hate. So I'm very fortunate for that. I'm not inviting it. Uh, so anyway, I just want to let everybody know that um, that I really appreciate all of you out there and uh, appreciate the support, the listeners, and all of that. So with that, let's talk about um, well, uh, you know, I guess we'll talk about th- this. This story will evolve. I'm going to I'm going to back up. I'm just going to start from about a month ago. So uh, about a month ago, at the beginning of February. Um, I got a, a pop-up on my computer. This is, it's rare. I, I never get that. I hardly ever get the pop-ups, and I really just dismiss them, uh, you know, typically just to dismiss the pop-ups and don't think about it. So, But I've got, I got one of those, your computer has been infected by a virus pop-ups on my computer. And so I, you know, I looked at that and I said, you know, of all the people, right, you know, to, to get this, kind of like when, when I – when when the telemarketer swore at my kid and I said, I'm a phone guy, I should be able to fix this, right? Of all people to stop telemarketing, I should be able to figure out how to stop telemarketing at my house, right? So I got that pop-up ad and it said, call this number now, your computer's been infected by a virus. And I thought, hey, wait a minute. Not only do I have robots that sound convincingly human. Um, by the way, now we got the trash trucks, but I'm so excited about this podcast. I'm just going to keep talking through the trash trucks. I got a trash truck on the street, so sorry about the noise. Um, okay, so so not only do I have robots that sound human, convincingly enough human, at least to fool somebody for a couple minutes, right? No matter how smart you are, you still have to engage with one of these robots for, for several seconds at least and figure out if they're human or not. Um, and if you have no idea that – I mean if, if, if the idea of, of, a, of a robot calling you or you calling a robot is foreign to you, if you'd never even considered it – then it's a lot longer before you think of it, right? And you usually think it's just a uh, – some people have accused it of just being a recording, um, even though it's a lot more sophisticated than just a simple recording, obviously. Um, and some people have, have accused it of being uh, just some guy um, messing with you. And then – oh, and then other words were um, a soundboard, so a set of recordings that's actually controlled by a human. So somebody's sitting there clicking a mouse and playing sounds, right? So it's none of those things, of course. It's an AI. So that – so I've got these I've got these robots that that sound convincingly human. I've got a really really nice big telephone system hooked into the back plane of the internet. Um, I can probably handle more simultaneous calls than any of these offshore scammer Windows support call centers. And so I thought, what if I just called these guys back from a robot? And um, and tried to waste their time, right? What if I what if I just you know did a um, I've I've since learned it's called a telephony denial of service attack. So it's a TDOS attack. So what if I do a TDOS attack on these scammers? So sure enough, I loaded the phone number into my system and you know click go and and called on I don't know I called on a couple channels simultaneously and heard the thank you for calling technical support. How can I help you? Right. So I so I hear these. These, you know, the very beginnings of of the scam, right? How can I help you, right? So then I said, okay, I'm going to call on 20 simultaneous channels. And this particular call center can handle that. I've learned since then that not all call centers can handle 20. And some call centers can handle more than 20. But I picked 20. Um, it was somewhere between 10 and 20 agents they had in their call center. So I, I said 20 simultaneous channels, 100 calls. And I clicked go. 
and these robots just started pounding this call center on 20 simultaneous channels, two seconds apart. So the moment they hung up the phone, two seconds later, another call was coming in, okay, to keep 20 channels occupied simultaneously. They, they got through that. And actually, I configured them for short duration because I just wanted to pound these guys and see what would happen. So three, the calls lasted a maximum of three minutes. And uh, most, of the, most of them did last that long. Those, eight, those agents were engaged for that full three minutes with a robot. Once that was over, I said, okay, now I'm going to do this on 500, cha- uh, 500 calls on 20 simultaneous channels. I'm just going to keep going. Um, and then I clicked go, and and um, and I just started pounding these guys with with twenty simultaneous calls, five hundred calls total, and I was totally prepared to do more than that, right? So if they could have handled more than twenty simultaneous calls, I, I could have upped it, and and certainly if the end of five hundred calls, if that number was still around, I could have kept going. But after three hundred calls, they shut the number off. Okay, so all of a sudden, after about three hundred calls, I started getting busy signals back from it. So that was. It was a bit of an uncomfortable moment for me because you, for those of you who know me and have been listening, I love telephones. I respect the network. I have nothing but admiration and respect for the telephone network. So the idea of of somebody, me, um, performing a denial of service attack against a, a you know an endpoint, a node, an address on this network, that made me really uncomfortable because that's just not me. I'm that's not my style. I'm. I'm more, you know, my robots are meant on the incoming side to protect you as the consumer. And the more consumers sign up, the more robots get engaged with telemarketers, et cetera, et cetera. I've never really pushed, um, I've never done an outbound campaign like this with these robots. And it was really uncomfortable. And, um, and again, you know, this is, this is 2017 now. So, you know, we have the, the days of the internet. So I did the entire th- the entire time that I was doing this, I, I was posting live updates on Facebook or, you know, uh, just updates, just continuous updates on Facebook of what I was doing. And I was getting a lot of support, a lot of sharing. And uh, it turns out that people were very, very interested in it. And so, you know, it really opened my eyes to the fact that I have the ability um, you know, I'm not the only guy on the planet that can do a TDOS attack, but I'm probably the only guy on the planet that has the tools that can TDOS, and I have uh, an arsenal of artificial robots that can that can engage a telemarketer. Right? You could call and just rickroll Windows support. You know, you could call them on 100 simultaneous channels and just play "Never Gonna Give You Up" as soon as they answer the phone. Right? But they're just gonna hang up the phone right away. Um, my robots sound convincingly enough that they have to at least engage – if they want to do – you know, if there's any hope at all of scamming a legitimate victim, they have to at least say hello and talk to the person for a few seconds, right, and figure out is this is this real or is this artificial, right? So um, in doing so, I uh, sent these robots in and uh, and it was a very effective method of shutting the number down. Now, that – Write up on Facebook. I took that and then published. I just published a blog entry that said, "I'm going to eradicate the Windows support scam." That's it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do this. This is now my thing. I have the ability. I have the tools. I have the interest, and I have. Uh, I don't really have the financial backing yet, but I've got the ability to do it and the desire to do it. Um, all I need is time and money, right? So that's. But everything else is in place. So. So that article. Um, one of my subscribers, who I'm very grateful to him for doing this, um, wrote an article on Reddit 
uh, about this and said that, uh, you know, this guy came up with a funny way to send a bunch of, you know, an army of bots against Windows support, right? That made it to Reddit's top 10 technology for a full day um, and then over to Hacker News and then got picked up on various sites. And, um, and then here was the break. It was Business Insider. So Business Insider called me and said, this is great. Um, do, you know, do you mind if we ask you some questions? And then she wrote a nice article on businessinsider.com about the fact that I'm going to kill off Windows support. Okay. That got me a bit more attention. And I really wish I could, I, I, I don't know, um, because I'm, I'm a telephone guy and I, you know, I'm, I work in corporate America and I'm, I'm very accustomed to keeping secrets, right? So confidentiality is, 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 is very important to me. And obviously as a phone guy, access to a lot of information, a lot of data, um, you know, I just, I tend to put it out of my mind, right? I don't, I don't, you know, it's just one of those things. Like if you're a security guy, you have access to a lot of security tools, telecom guy, you have a lot of access to telecom information. So, um, but that business insider article got me some attention in the industry. Now I've got some key trade organizations and and large companies that now saw this and like what I'm doing and have been looking for, um, They've been looking for ways, you know, ways to to also combat this this scam, um, because there are a lot of companies out there whose brand is affected by these impersonators. Right, the uh, Federal Trade Commission calls this an impersonation scam. Okay, so so this so where you're pretending to be a Microsoft technical support or Apple support or Gmail support or whatever, like like the big the big trade organizations or the big companies tech tech companies are affected by these impersonators. There are a lot of impersonators out there that are that pretend to um, you know to support a particular product and then just take your money and then they don't actually support that product and then you get mad at the at the actual company. Like what what's going on here? Like how 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 is this going on? I just the guy said he was he was with your company and he took my money and now he's not fixing it, right? And so there's sort of a, a bit of a brand that you're trying to pr- protect here, right? So um so, so one, actually, two of these big of these big companies have contacted me and said, "Wow, this is very interesting what you're doing. Um, I wish we could work with you, right? That's basically how the conversation ended. I wish we could do something about this, but of course, nobody can, nobody can can you know on on their corporate books say we're going to perform telephony denial of service attacks against our." brand impersonators, right? No, there's no, there's no lawyer within the organization that will approve that method. So unfortunately, it ended there. It ended with, gosh, that was, that's really great. I wish we could work together. Um, then, and, and it's, it's, a, it's strange how these things go round and round, okay? There's a trade organization called, um, it's called MOG, and it's actually M3AAWG. It's the Messaging Malware and Mobile Anti-Abuse Working Group. Okay, so it's kind of a funny long acronym, but it's a it's a Messaging Malware and Mobile Anti-Abuse Working Group, and it has with within its within Mog there's a special interest group related to telephony fraud. Okay, well telephony fraud of course encompasses a lot of telemarketing and these impersonation scams, and Amazingly enough, coincidentally enough, there happened to be a meeting in um, San Francisco uh, around the time that all of this is happening. 
Uh, I learned of it from my uh, a, a buddy over at True CNAM. So as those of you who also know, True CNAM is my um, vendor that gives that gives us the spam score. It makes the simultaneous ring service, the land lover service, possible. When you get a phone call, if you're also ringing me, I will look up that caller ID using True CNAM. True CNAM then gives us gives a reputation score on that number, and if it's high enough, if the if the spam score is, is too high, I will answer it for you. Right, so the service is possible because of uh, True CNAM. And my buddy over at True CNAM. Uh, let me know about this uh, trade meeting. I then contacted uh, the group and was uh, approved for uh, for attendance, right? So I'm not a member of M3AAWG, and uh, and yet I was allowed to come up, uh, and uh, I, I considered it an invitation. I was allowed to come up and, and attend the meeting, and I'm very, very grateful for that. It was really an amazing day. Um, and then during that day, so I, so here I am in San Francisco. Now, I have a day job. I'm a consultant, right? I, my career is not Jolly Roger Telephone yet. I would love it eventually to be my career, full-time career. But right now, it's just a hobby. It's, it's, a, it's a self-funding hobby and barely that, okay? So my services are $6 a year. You can imagine how many people it takes before it actually replaces your income. But not only replaces your income, but replaces your income in such a way that you think that this is going to work for the next 10 or 15 years as sustained income, right? I'm, I'm you know, the set for life territory for $6 a year um, is, is way high. You've got you to have a lot of customers before you're set for life at 6 bucks a year, okay? So, um, and I'm nowhere, nowhere, nowhere near that and probably never will be. So this is a self-funding hobby as, as far as I'm concerned. However, here I go up to this trade organization about telephony fraud and I was completely blown away. It was like, see, I love telephones and I love telephony, right? But imagine if you're a musician and you're just an amateur musician and you just like playing the guitar and then you go to a convention of rock stars, right? Or you're, or you're an amateur, anything, amateur rocket, rocket, you just like rockets and you just blow, blow rockets off in your backyard, right, as a, as a hobby. And then you actually go to a convention of rocket scientists, right? So that's what it felt like to be up at this M3AAWG meeting in San Francisco, this special interest group about telephony fraud. Here I am. Um, I, I'm just, I'm like, I'm almost like a super fan of all the people in the room. I'm, I'm their biggest fan, and yet I'm pretending to be uh, just another colleague of theirs, right? So it was kind of a funny uh, situation to be in. I've got stickers, Jolly Roger stickers. That's all I got. I don't have business cards or anything like that. I just got stickers. And I got a funny story and I got a, a little bit of a goofy attitude. And and by the way, a really, really goofy and stupid service, right? It's, I mean, there's really, there really aren't, I mean, it's it's a goofy service, right? Robots that talk to telemarketers is a really lame and, and silly idea. There's Nobody could take it seriously. By, it's almost by definition. You cannot take this service seriously. It, it, you have to have a sense of humor, and I think everybody does, but you have to have a sense of humor to even understand it, right, what this service does. So what was interesting is here I am meeting – I mean there were, some, there were some key players in this room. Federal Trade Commission was there. Um, the uh, uh, some senior executives within AT and T, CenturyLink, and Verizon were there. Um, some law enforcement agencies were there, uh, and a lot of trade agencies that are trying to help with, um, you know, anti with telephony abuse. There are a lot of companies out there working on solutions that will that will help stop some of this telephony abuse. 
And these guys are there at this meeting, okay? And here I am at this meeting, and when I was was speaking to people, and I said, yeah, you know, I build these robots that talk to telemarketers, and, you know, they call in, and my robot will pick up and engage with them and keep them on the line for several minutes at a time, right? And it was funny because, you know, everybody has a sense of humor, but th- but that wasn't a particularly funny a pitch, right? I don't have a funny pitch. The, the 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 joy and pleasure and entertainment and fun of the Jolly Roger telephone service comes into play when you hear the calls, right? If you if you'd never heard a Jolly Roger call, you might think, oh, that's you know that's cool, um, and your imagination's going wild. And how how is that possible, right? Do people how do people talk to robots? I don't get it, right? But then when you hear some phone calls, you're like, oh man, that's that's funny, right? And now I get it. That's hilarious, right? So here I am in this meeting and. The um and and the people in this in this meeting uh, took me seriously. They said, "Oh yeah, that makes sense. That's an absolutely valid method of combating telecom fraud." I, I was I was considered a peer in the group, and that was a big moment in my life. Right? It was it was just it was incredible to it was incredible to be in that room with these people and be taken seriously. All right, I'm not an imposter in this room. And it was really, really a big moment for me. It was a lot of fun. So I had a great time uh, meeting these people, talking to these people, discussing various solutions. And I, I want to tell you, as listeners and users of the telephone service, as frustrated as you might be with telemarketing and fraud on the telecom network, the industry is also frustrated. So there's no question that the industry wants to fix this. Um, Surprisingly enough, it's really, really hard to fix. Okay, my TED talk touched a little bit on the difficulties of trying to fix this, but it's absolutely difficult to fix. And one thing that was brought up in the meeting, um, which, by the way, I can't—I'm—I'm I'm not supposed to talk about. Strangely enough, well, not strangely enough, but there's a there's a mix of public information and then a lot of, of trade, private, you know, deep geeky stuff that may or may not be public to to people yet. But some of the stuff is public, especially related to a telecom uh, anti-robocall strike force that the FCC and AT&T put together a few months ago. So there, so there are some there are, there were some secrets in the room. Apparently, I don't know, you know. It's, but there was no press there. There were no lawyers there. It was it was very nice because they encouraged an open and collaborative and uh, a lot of communication and collaboration between the various components and departments and vendors and companies and and all of that. So. By, by asking everyone to just to be extremely discreet about about what was discussed in there, um, it allowed for people to be a lot more open about the things they're doing and 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 things like that, right? So, so I, I I just out of respect for that meeting and that team, I'm I'm going to keep this as vague as possible. But there are some things that are that are absolutely public knowledge with everybody. Um, one of them is, and this is uh, just another piece that that's you know piece of the puzzle that's falling into place. The Federal Communications Commission, their job is to manage, um, you know, the phone company, among other things, right, communications. And so the Federal Communications Commission is really the entity that that controls and drives and maintains and regulates the phone company. So the FCC, of course, has said to the various carriers, it doesn't matter what you're doing for telecom fraud uh, in terms of and identifying numbers and, and all of that stuff. You still have to deliver phone calls. You, as the telephone company, your job is to deliver the calls. So it's not up to you to block that call. You, as, as the phone company, 
you can't decide not to deliver a call because you think it was fraudulent or you think it was spam or you think it was a telemarketer and unwanted, right? You, you, that's not up to you to decide. The consumer, you know, there may be tools in place that the consumer can use to decide that, but you as the carrier, you can't decide that. So you have to deliver that phone call, wherever it was on the planet, wherever it originated, wherever it says it originated, and then wherever it's destined to go, you've got to deliver that call because that's your job, okay? So in in a way, the phone companies, they really, even if they could identify the fraud on the network, they just can't stop it because they're, they are mandated to deliver that call anyway. So it's up to third parties, and third parties are indeed working on this, okay? Caller ID, as we know, can be manipulated, which is extremely critical for we want caller ID to be able to be manipulated. Okay, caller ID manipulation is essential for uh, almost every advanced telephony service that you and I are doing out there, including me, by the way. I I'm doing it. When you summon a robot, I have to be able to put the caller ID of the robot that's calling you. Okay, so um, so, so I'm you know I'm doing it. Um, in almost all cases, every every tel- every vendor and company and end user and and commercial organization, like everybody, is manipulating the caller ID. That's just how it works. You got to be able to tell when you offer a call to the network. You got to be able to say, "Oh, and by the way, this is my caller ID," um, and and that that network and that company has to trust you. Right, because I might have trunks with Verizon and AT and T, and I might have phone numbers with a lot of different companies. And if I route a call over AT and T, I might need to put my Verizon telephone number on it because my Verizon trunks are down right now, or I'm routing out a different uh, different. You know, I'm going out of Chicago instead, where I don't have Verizon service. I have AT and T service there, but um, but I but I'm going out Chicago anyway because my primary site is down, and so I need to be able to put my Verizon. My Verizon telephone numbers on that call when I offer it, right? So, caller ID manipulation—it's spoofing. Um, people call it spoofing. People say this should—you know—we should stop this practice, but it's essential. It's very—it's very necessary on the network. Um, but of course, telemarketers take advantage of that. Okay, so there are a couple ways that the industry is working on on authenticating the caller ID, or uh, there's something—it's kind of an intriguing idea of something called a do not originate list, where. Um, where the IRS, for example, can put their phone number on a do not originate list. And by doing so, the IRS says, our inbound call centers will never make a call. You're never going to get a call from the IRS, uh, you know, for, with this number. And therefore, um, no network out there should originate a call with this caller ID. So if you try to offer a call with a do not originate number, then it will be rejected by the network. So that's kind of a clever solution. Um, it's really easy to circumvent, though. It's really easy to get around because... Uh, you know, the, there may be at some time, there may be a need to originate from that number. And so companies may not want to do that, um, uh, things like that. So so there, there are various components and pieces, but I just want you all to know that the industry is working on a solution, okay? While the industry works on a solution, Jolly Roger Telephone has a solution already. Boy, if we could just get simultaneous ring on mobiles, then this would be over. We'd be done with all this uh, stuff. So, um so that's sort of a, an update to the industry um, and an update to – oh, and by the way, okay, there's more. Sorry. There's one there's, – there's a very, very critical piece of all of this, and that is um, I met a, a senior investigator on the IRS impersonation scam. Okay, IRS impersonation obviously is a big deal. Now, the IRS, the enforcement side of the IRS is the Treasury Department, and the Treasury Department does indeed – um, 
attempt to stop the IRS impersonator fraud. Okay, so you know you you you've probably heard um, there's a there's a lot of messages and a lot of traffic on the network where where you get a message in your machine or you get a phone call that says this is the IRS we're about to arrest you you owed money you didn't pay your taxes you might get a message on your machine that says call this number back okay so uh, and it's very unfortunate that immigrants um uh young people old people uh anybody with complicated taxes confused people senile people there's a lot of people that get caught up in this scam and it's very very unfortunate and very scary so I learned, and, and this one, I, I, I can talk about this because I think that they mentioned it to Congress uh, about a month ago. The Treasury Department does indeed perform deni- telephony denial of service attacks against the imposters. So when the Treasury Department hears about these IRS scammers, the, tr- the sorry, when the IRS hears about these IRS scammers, right, they have, they, I think they're working with the Federal uh, Trade Commission to get some of this st- information, right? The Treasury Department actually hits those numbers with a denial of service attack against those numbers. And that could explain why these numbers don't last very long. They're cycled out quickly. Um, and I, and it could be because the Treasury Department is hitting them. Now, if the Treasury Department is hitting IRS impersonators, there must be legal justification for doing that. Okay, And if there's legal justification for doing that against IRS impersonators, I... And working on trying to figure out how they're doing it, why they're doing it, what their justification was, because I think that will extend to um, technology impersonators, Microsoft, Google, Apple, et cetera. So I think I'm going to be able to get what I, I'm referring to it to myself as a letter of mark. Okay, when a pirate, when a pirate got a letter of mark from the state that pirate was allowed to perform acts of piracy on the ocean. It was like it was almost like a pirate was legit. And he became a privateer. Okay, so a pirate gets a letter of mark from from you know the king, and now that pirate is allowed to be a pirate on the ocean because that pirate is working for the British government or something that way. Okay, so what I'm trying to do is get this letter of mark so that I can be the the TDOS attack dog of various trade organizations. So as soon as somebody as soon as we hear about a Microsoft or an Apple or a Gmail or, you know, you name it, any kind of impersonation scam that's going on, uh, as long as there's uh, some legitimate proof and and probable cause or whatever we might call it, right, then I want to be the guy that can go and attack those with robots. So that's, that's where we are. So here I've taken, you know, a whole long time. Here I've taken a long time in this podcast to sort of update everybody on the last uh, uh, the last few weeks, and then let you know that I'm really working on getting to the to the point where I can be an attack dog and um, or a pirate or you know whatever, and then actually perform these attacks against these scammers. So um, nothing would make me happier than to just do this full time. I would love to do this on the network and just and just protect the network and knock out this scam because. It's been going. This Microsoft impersonation scam has been going on for ten years, right? And there's no there's no sign of it of it stopping. So what what could be done? Well, if if I could work up some sort of method of of doing some rapid response on this attack and knock it out of service, I might actually be able to kill this off. Okay, which I'm very very I would love to be able to do that and just kill it off. Along those lines, okay, I have I I do want to play a couple of calls for you. Um, 
uh, I've been practicing just trickling calls into these Windows support call centers. It's much more fun and entertaining if you if you just send a few calls in because when you hit it hard, they will either just put you on dead air, play music, hang up on you, or sometimes they'll just go off hook and then you'll hear just sort of various hum and background noise of what's going on in the call center. But they, you know, it's, it's entertaining to get Microsoft support, fake, you know, these impersonators to actually engage with a robot. That's more entertaining for you and me, right? Um, so to do that, you send calls in just a few at a time. You just, you just sort of trickle calls in and then, um, and then you get some really funny interactions between, between these uh, fake uh, support agents and these robots. And so that's where I have um, some phone calls. I'll just play some clips for you. And then, uh, and then finish up this podcast. I've spoken for a long time. I hope it wasn't boring. Some of you out there might uh, might be interested in this. And uh, but here's some calls um, for you. So let's start with this one. Okay. So this one is. I'm just going to play. This is a 24 minute phone call. Okay. And this is just one of 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 many many that I have. I could generate hundreds of these calls if I needed to, which you know would be fun. Um. But it's really, really hard to sort through them all. So I'm just going to play the first three minutes of this call, and then I'll skip. I'll play a couple snips in between. So here's the first three minutes of, of a particular phone call. Yes. Thank you for calling Security Software Solution. My name Hello. is Ajit. How may I help you? Hello. Yeah. Um, okay. So, like, can you get to the point? Yes. Tell me what's what's the, what's yeah. the issue. How is that even possible? What like what are you even saying? Saying that you might have, you're calling to me. Mm-hmm. So there, there must be a computer message or something like that in your computer. Yeah. Must... Oh, ah, oh, you know, ah, oh, oh my gosh, you called at a time like I'm, I'm watching one of my shows and it's like I, I'm, we just switched to this new cable thing. Like you know, like you have different cable kind of companies where you are. No, no, we are from the computer security. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just going to tell you, my son made me switch to this new thing. I'm having such a hard time trying to figure out all the, the how to record my show. And my favorite show is on now. And I'm, I, I don't even know if it's recording. I'm trying to figure it out. Like, do you know all that stuff? Like, can you, can you do it? I, I, I know I'm totally getting away from what you're asking me. But, like, these are one of my favorite shows. So, I don't know. I, like, you know what I mean? So well, I anyway, I think it's recording. Using... I'm not sure. I'm kind of missing it. I, you know, Hello. yeah, just Listen anyway, carefully. Just start over and I'm going to concentrate on what you're saying to me. I'm saying if there is a computer, something like massive mm-hmm. with your computer, so I can handle that, all right? I can fix your computer. Mm-hmm. Hello? Yeah. Hello? Hello? Mm-hmm. So what I'm telling you is that I can fix your computer. Is it a desktop or a laptop? Mm, right. Tell me, it's a desktop or a laptop? Is it a laptop? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you see the keypad of the laptop? Look at the keypad. Mm-hmm. On the bottom mm-hmm. left corner, there's a control key, CTL key. Do you see that? Okay. Hello? Okay, because it's like, like I'm kind of in the middle of something, so if you could speed up like what the story is about... Like all what right. you're selling? I'm not selling anything. Mm. I'm just helping you, assisting you, all right? Uh, yes. 
to get yes to get you out from the problem to fix your computers all right yeah okay so what i'm telling you is that mm -hmm. look at the keypad of the laptop there is a control key along with that there is a windows key do you see the windows key yeah and that just goes on and on. Now, I find that funny, and then you might want to just listen to the whole thing, which is fine. I've got actually a, a, a web page at jollyrogertelephone.com uh, slash broadside, um, and I'm calling this campaign Broadside. And you can hear a lot of the calls in progress on that page. So, um, Because the nice thing about these Windows support scams is whatever audio I get is guaranteed not to have any personal information. So I can just post them. Uh, I don't even have to listen to them first, right? Um, so I can just post these calls. I don't have to bleep anything out. I can just post them as is, which is great, but I don't, I don't sort through them anymore. Sorry, right? I'm, these particular calls, you get to listen to them and you can comment. I would really appreciate reporting funny things about the calls if you want. So, um, so there's the first three minutes, and it goes on and on and on. But, but watch what happens later on. 13 minutes later, this happens. Okay. Right, I'm yeah. Talking, yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Can I just ask you: Is right. this like a um, call of solicitation, or are you calling about something? I'm processing the call to the supervisor. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Hello. Do you hear mm -hmm. me? Yes. This is Udwal speaking. So. Let me go ahead and quickly share our computer screen. So you have to follow mm -hmm. a few easier steps, right? Mm -hmm. So please look on your keyboard, bottom left corner. Mm -hmm. Can you see a CTRL key? Hello? Next to the CTRL key, which key is there? Yeah. Hello? Next to the C... Yeah. Yes, do you hear me? Yes. Or next... Next to the city or uh, key, yes. which key is there? Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Hello. All right. Can you see a Windows key on your keyboard? Yes. Yes. I want Hello? you to press and hold Windows key and letter R. Yes. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Hello? Ma'am, uh, if, ma yes? if you don't mind, uh, may I call you back? Yes, hold on. I'm calling you back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess he attempted to call back, but um, but the numbers that I'm using when I send caller ID, so one thing I don't talk about much, when I perform these broadside attacks, I'm I'm spreading the numbers out across a bunch of different numbers. And the numbers that, I ha that I'm using, they don't route back to me. They're just di they just die in the network. So... Um, it might be kind of fun to, you know, route those calls back to me and actually uh, take those calls again. But in this case, I guess he called, he tried to call the number back. Uh, he got a, you know, a disconnect message or a fast busy or something like that. And then he got back on the line with me. So, so he kept going all the way up into about 22 minutes. The, the entire call lasted 24 minutes. Um, that, so I tied up one of their trunks for 24 minutes and two agents apparently, right? So I've got that first agent and then he transferred to supervisor at 13 minutes. And even at 22 minutes, they're still trying to ask Salty Sally to find the control, the Windows key on her computer. And so, um, so this is a very, very effective method of not just tying up uh, telephony services, right? So this is, this is almost like an agent uh, denial of service as well, right? So we've got telephony denial of service. I can 
you know, any bozo, like I say, can just, you know, call them and play and play never going to give you up and to, and tie up their incoming trunks. But I'm doing this um, at a whole new level. I'm tying up their agents, right? And so um, so this is, this is a, a, a very exciting little bit of technology. I'm really hoping that I'll be able to start using this, um, uh, you know, uh, at, at full scale. Because, boy, have I got the scale to do this, right? I've got you can, I'm, I'm a pirate ship loaded with plenty of gunpowder, plenty of cannonballs, and plenty of cannons. I got it all. I'm ready to, I'm ready to attack that fort. Um, I just don't know if I'm allowed to. Isn't that a shame? Okay. So maybe, uh, maybe I can get a petition of a hundred thousand people to petition and then, and then, you know, with all of your support, maybe I can do this or something that way, because really nobody is telling me not to do it, um, except my conscience, but I'm torn because, you know, these guys are by definition, they're scammers. And I, and I, and it breaks my heart to hear stories about them hitting these people and scamming these people. You know what? So I, I had planned on playing some more calls. I, I guess I'm going to have to do a, a podcast showcasing these uh, Windows support scams. This podcast was just full of a lot of techie, geeky stuff. And my apologies to you. This is supposed to be an entertaining, fun podcast, um, brief, and um, and uh, and and it was just, it just went way too long. So I'm sorry about that. So JollyRogerTelephone.com, please help me spread the word. Broadside attacks. These attacks are going to be very expensive and consume a lot of resources. So I really, really could use some support um, from additional subscribers. Uh, I'm accepting donations, uh, just fund these attacks. And uh, so it would be great if I could get some some word word of mouth out there on the internet more. So please um, help me spread the word. JollyRogerTelephone.com. Uh, I am on Twitter at JollyRogerTelco. I'm a very bad Twitter uh, citizen. I'm sorry about that. Anybody following me is very disappointed in, in my lack of Twittering. Um, and so uh, uh, got Facebook as well, facebook.com slash JollyRogerTelephone. And, of course, a YouTube channel. Just search for that and this podcast and all kinds of ways to hear about things. There are a lot of ways to contact me as well, roger at jollyrogertelephone.com, and then I've got a lot of support links on my on my website. Um, I love hearing from you. I love hearing success stories of these robots. I love hearing about some good calls that you might think would be funny to showcase on either YouTube or this podcast because uh, the volume, just the volume into my system has gotten has grown so much that I can't listen to them all, and I can't not only I can't listen to them all, I can't distribute or publish or share them until I listen to them because oftentimes there's some personal information on there and I just don't have anyone I trust um, that that can go through these for me and listen for me. I'm just really, really, uh, I'm keeping this really, really close to the vest uh, because I just don't want any of these recordings to get out there. I'm concerned about that. So um, anyway, so please find me, uh, link to me, communicate with me and help spread the word. And I really appreciate all of your support. So thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks for listening.